We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know that you could invest in crypto through your retirement account? That's right. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. With iTrust Capital, you also get the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional i don't know about you guys but for me a game is 10 times more exciting when i'm putting my money on it sometimes i have a gut feeling about a matchup and sometimes i'm just betting on my team because they are my team regardless whether you've been betting for years you're ready to play for the first time my bookie is your best bet this season so if you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Collins driving, almost lost the handle. Chalmers for the tie. Got it in 10 seconds. Unbelievable. He throws. Got Myers. And he used to tell me, those places are great, but there's no place like Kansas. Instant reaction pod. The Kansas Jayhawks just took down the West Virginia Mountaineers in Morgantown in front of that awful fan base, in front of that sweaty mess Bob Huggins. God. And boys, the Kansas Jayhawks defense, we say it every pod, but I'm even more convinced it's the best in the world. Best in the entire world. I mean, let's just get right into it, folks. Would you agree that the first 30 minutes of the game tonight 
was probably about as big of a nightmare as we could ask for, right? Like, right. Dot. We had we were getting no production from our two best players, Dot and Doke. They had like I think they had ten points in those thirty minutes combined. I think Dot had eight and Doke had two, and Doke was in foul trouble and was hardly getting any shots up. And for us to only be down single digits at that point was pretty insane. Yes. Uh, Dot was struggling a little bit, couldn't make jumpers. Oak, you said it was struggling, was in foul trouble. Uh, Marcus, we said last time or a few pods ago that Marcus just hasn't frustrated us at all. I'd say in the first 30 minutes, that was probably the worst Marcus has played all year. Uh, would you guys agree, AB? I mean, yeah, he was turning it over like fucking no one's business. What do you have, six turnovers, I think? Yeah. yeah. Which is it was me. driving me crazy. That pass that he tried to make to Doak with like nine or ten minutes left, we were down seven or eight. I was so – like it was the only time I actually screamed at the TV tonight because it just made no sense. It was so stupid. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, he was turning it over too, but he was forcing shots. Like we love when he penetrates because he's so good at getting to the rim and finishing, but he was really forcing, and that's not usually what Mark does. No. Yeah, and I, I think it hurts Marcus when our offense gets in those like – modes where we just cannot do anything like dot can't score we can't get the ball to doke so then kind of like our go-to move is just here marcus you try and create something and when they're i mean west virginia has a really good defense are, are they top five in kimpom ab yeah they, i think they might be top three yeah number, they've been number one at points I mean, we've kind of been bunched with them in virginia all year so. yeah so like west virginia is playing absurd defense so that hurts marcus when like <laughs> He's trying to score on the front with 10 seconds on the shot clock trying to drive. So I felt like that just kind of took him out of his comfort zone. You could tell he was frustrated. I think he showed more like frustration than I've ever seen him show. So, yeah. So, yeah, first 30 minutes, I'm kind of just sitting there like, yep. Well, I mean, we, we've seen this before. Kansas just can't figure it out at West Virginia. Play ugly, play tight, can't hit shots. But then all of a sudden, I don't know the exact minute mark, but. What happened first? Did, did Moss hit threes or did Dot hit a three in the corner? Isaiah Moss. Okay, so Isaiah Moss. <laughs> no, it might have been Dot. I just like saying Isaiah Moss. I, I can't remember what happened first. I, I guess I want to talk about Dot. I think there's like nine, eight minutes left. Dot hits a three in the corner, which comes down immediately the next play or two plays later. It's a steal, but as he's falling out of bounds, throws the ball off the guy in West Virginia. And I think we're still down like six or seven at this point. But like in that moment, I was like, all right, we're going to win. Like I, that was the first time all night I got confident because like, that's what, that's what shit Devontae would do. That's just shit Frank would do. That's what legit star players do when you need big plays on the road and dot started to do it. So that was huge. Um, and then, yeah, he turned, like you said, Isaiah Moss started to hit shots. So. Yeah. I think when dot uh, stole that ball and threw it off, I think that was like the eight, under eight timeout and then we came out and i know we, we were down like 56 50 or 46 40 i mean and isaiah hit that three and yeah. then i don't because it like like you said for 30 minutes our offense had no flow and it's kind of like every game we watch we kind i feel like at least i get nervous you're just like who's gonna get us a bucket here like we're down multiple possessions like how are we gonna get back in this game we don't have any shooters and then Isaiah comes in, buries some threes. I, uh, Dot hit a big one. Doke had some big buckets, too. Yeah. I mean, it felt like that Dot three just kind of, like, 
took the weight off everyone's back. Like then that leads to Moss three. Um, so as we said, like that was huge, but really what decided this game was, what would we say? The final five, six minutes. I don't know. When did, when did Marcus start getting those? I think Marcus had back-to-back steals and that's just when our defense went into a whole nother freaking universe of just agently good defense. So I don't know. I think I was five, six minute mark. Yeah, I don't know what minute mark, but I feel like every time you looked, you saw Marcus get a steal and he's just dribbling it up the court. Like, I think we talked about uh, Doak having like one of the best defensive stretches against Tennessee that we've seen in a long time, but yeah. I think Marcus has to rival that. Like that's because at that point we couldn't score, and you're just sitting there like we're gonna have to get so many stops, and they weren't even getting shots up. Yeah. I, uh, Marcus would get a steal every possession. I know, and I was actually frustrated because Marcus would get the steals, and I think back-to-back, he got back-to-back steals, and we, we scored zero points off it. But then he just got more. I think he got, like, two or three more the rest of the game, or at least deflections that led to turnovers or something. Like, it's just crazy. I saw someone bring this up on Twitter. Uh, is Marcus Garrett the best point or the best defender KU's had since, or I guess guard defender since who? Like obviously, Withy was elite, but outside of just I think, big guys, uh, I tweeted. I I think I tweeted it like the last one I really can think of would be Relaford. But yeah. Brandon Green. <laughs> yeah, BG was really good. <laughs> yeah, he's the man. Well, and then I started thinking about that 08 title team because I know Russ Rob was nasty, and then I, I know Bill Bill always dogs on Mario for like chasing. Like, just he would get steals after leaving his guy. B Rush was really good, too, I feel like. Yeah, Relaford's a really good answer. I would have probably said Rush, but now that you say Relaford, I think that's probably the answer. Like, we've always compared Marcus to Relaford, but I'm not going to lie. Like, I think Relaford was just incredibly good at, like, staying on his guy, not allowing a good score to go off on them. But, like, I don't remember Relaford just, like, picking people's pockets. If you try and cross Marcus Garrett over, you just can't. He takes it from no. you. I've never seen anyone so good at just stealing the ball. It's like it's like he's a senior in high school playing against like freshman the freshman team that hasn't played physical against JV dudes yet, and he just dominates. It's crazy yeah, okay. to watch. I love him so much, and he made up for his kind of bad starts. So yeah, I mean, I love Marcus. I thought that was a interesting thing because I really think he's the best we've seen in a long time. I think, uh, yeah, I tweeted because, like you said, we've had the shot blockers, like with the Aldridge, but we haven't really had a guy that can literally guard every position. Like, yeah. Dope, Dope goes out of the game, and Marcus will guard bigs, and he does really well, and I wonder how many deflections he has alone this year. Like, we talk about how many steals, but how many times does a guy try to penetrate, and then he almost rips it, at least gets a deflection, and then... I don't know. He just has really quick hands, and I I really I know it's like current, so it's easy to say him, but I would probably say Marcus is the best defender under Bill. I I've got like an off the wall comparison. What about like Josh Jackson compared to Marcus Garrett on the defensive end? He can guard everywhere. He guard down low. He played four for us a lot because he was like tall enough to. But he guarded guards all the time. I think it's probably easy for people to forget about Josh playing defense just because he was only here a year. But, yeah, he was nasty. He played so hard. Blocked shots, steals. It was long. Could guard anyone. So, yeah, that is, that's not a bad comparison at all. Uh, uh, A.B., did our guy Big Dave play a second in the second half? 
I, it wasn't his best night, I, I would no. say. God, and we referenced it through text earlier. He just gets more spacky. Just a fucking... Dude. He's such a weirdo. Just, like, chill out. You wouldn't think that a five-star prospect who's been in college for a couple of years now would, like, freak out the ball coming towards him. It's insane. I've never seen such a large human being just, like, flail their body around. Like, it reminds me of, like, my four-year-old nephew like running around a living room just having absolutely no care for his body just like jumping into couches and jumping off of couches just like i'm like dave slow down a little bit dude like he at least takes out one person aggressively <laughs> per game Freaking it's so corner- <laughs> it is hilarious to watch but at a certain point okay yeah it's cute when he's a freshman he's learning he just the game needs to slow down. Now we need him to play big minutes for a national contender, and he's still doing it. So I, he needs to relax. It's, it's the big so funny. Yeah, figure it out. Just calm yeah. down, dude. Like, play. Yeah. And then he'll just randomly hit, like, a 15-footer. Oh, my God. And everyone's <laughs> like, all right. He's low-key got the most smooth jumper I've ever seen, but he and he's so confident with it. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the box score right now. It's like, Devon Dotson steal. Marcus Garrett steal. Marcus Garrett steal. Marcus Garrett steal. My God. He had three and like, and then Isaiah got a steal, and then yeah. Marcus got another one. Yeah, I think they turned over on seven of nine possessions or something. Oh my God. Marcus had four steals in like two or three minutes. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, obviously Moss made some threes, but then he had a steal. He also got to the line. I think he made like four or six free throws late in that game. Which are huge. He did that shitter where he like threw the ball off West Baugh. Uh, yes. Of, like offensive rebound. He like ran into the corner and launched it off the dudes. Yeah. I mean, we did that twice a day. It was quite neat. Um, Isaiah, Isaiah is such a streaky shooter that if he gets insanely hot in the tournament. I mean, we oh. – Am I crazy to say if him or CB, him or CB don't get hot at some point in this tournament, we are not making a final four? Or is that, I mean, aggressive? I feel like we're going to have a good. I feel like we're going to have to have a good three-point shooting night, like one night in the tournament. Like there's going to be a team that somehow gets hot against our defense, and we're yeah. going to need someone to step up and hit a few jumpers. Yeah, I'm. Uh... How worried are we about Christian Brown? I think we kind of brought this up last episode, but tonight was even... I don't remember him doing anything that was, like, bad, but he also just really isn't impacting the game at all. Yeah, I don't remember him playing a whole lot, really. No. I, don't, I think Pretty we hyped him up ago, and we kind of knew he'd go through a little stretch where he wouldn't play well. It's just kind of how it works with freshmen here, just because you have so many people in front of you. Yeah. But, I mean, he's still starting, isn't he? Yeah, he got start tonight. I think I think he'll probably stay with that because he does. I mean, he is a better defender than Moss and probably tries a little harder. So Bill will always go with that guy. But what are what are your guys' thoughts like when you watch Ochai? Like, is it basically at the point where it's just like you know you're not gonna get a shit ton of production, or because I feel like yeah. a few weeks ago I'd kind of get frustrated because. We kind of expected a lot, and we thought he would provide a lot this year, and now it's just kind of like you know what you're getting. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of how I've been for a while now. Even going into the year, kind of like I expected more than what he's done, but I didn't expect him to be like maybe our second option. I just think like expectations have always been high just because Riley started. 
but I think he is what he is. I mean, he hasn't really improved. He hasn't really gotten worse. He just kind of, he's there. He's an average player this year. Yeah. At least. I mean, I think we can all pretty much agree. He's probably this team's fourth best player. And to be honest, if Otay Baji is your fourth best player, your team's pretty damn good. Now, yeah, right. The problem is we need our third best scorer, Marcus, to be able to put up points consistently. In like the last two games, he had, I think he had like, did he even score against uh, TCU? I don't know. You, not very many. It was like zero, zero. Or, four or four or something. And an idea is nine. So like, if he's going to be our third best player, we need him to probably get 10, 12 a night. And but I'll say this about Ocha. I thought tonight he was, like, active. I thought he was rebounding. Yeah. As long as he does and, that. Or at least trying to rebound. For, you know? Yeah. Like, if you're not knocking down shots, just do some of the other little things. Get rebounds, show your athleticism, steals, finish layups. He struggles in transition, too, which kind of frustrates me. But he had a couple I mean, tough finishes tonight. He is the worst passer I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's what's crazy about tonight. Doke didn't do anything for like 35-ish minutes, and we somehow handedly were up at the end of the game. Yeah, like it's, the best players in the country hardly scored. And our bet, our point guard went like 4 of 13, and we won by almost 10. Yeah, top so let's just read this stat. So Doke has six points. Dot only has 15. That's three below his average. And like you said, four of 13, one of five from three. Like, if West Virginia can't beat us tonight, like, good Lord, you're never beating us. Because, like I said, the first – it was about as big of a nightmare as it could have been for us. So, yeah. You'll I mean, 21 points at half. Yeah. Oh, oh the, the fact first. that we were only down, whatever, was it 21? We were down 30 half, I believe. Of 24? Yeah, how many? We've been under 25 and a half a lot of times. We were lucky to only be down six. I want to look at the stats on, like, first half team total unders for KU this year because it's got to be. I old. know. Did we, you know that um, we've held uh, our last two teams to under 50 points? Uh, is that good? <laughs> Dude, what was it, 46 on Saturday? Yeah. yeah. And and I'm, I'm not tonight. even kidding. DCU should not have scored 40. Like, I feel like we <laughs> very much took the foot off the gas. And remember when I was saying how, uh, when we recorded after TCU about how we've held people like teams to under 20, like multiple halves this year. Yeah. Westfall, yeah. Westfall had 19 <laughs> in the second half. Oh boy. What a disaster. They, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to see West Virginia NCAA tournament, but I also just, I can't picture them being able to make a run. Like yeah. they're just. Oh. Gross. And it's like, they don't really have a guard that, is like a go-to scorer. Like you basically kind of have to rely on a freshman big man, and then Culver, who's kind of inconsistent, I think. Yeah. But yeah, they're just a weird team. And we know better than anybody playing two bigs and trying to win with that in this era of college basketball, just not the way to go. Yeah. But so they, we, they do have Jordan, Steph Curry, McCabe on their team, so that helps. Twenty-two percent from three this year. 
makes a thousand threes in the first half. <laughs> I think he just made one and then one in the second half, but whatever. I was eating. Felt like fucking a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> well, because he hit a couple pull-up jumpers, too. Yeah. Alright, so we talked about Marcus's absurd stretch. We talked about Dot's big stretch. So there you've got player A, our best player, Dot. You've got our best defender in Marcus taking over late. Isaiah Moss is hitting shots. And then Doak, who was silent all game, the final... Two to three minutes, just start swatting shit and do other universes, and it was amazing. So that's what I loved about tonight is each of our own, each of our best players all stepped up in like increments throughout the final ten minutes, and like I just feel like that's what elite teams do. Dude, if he gets in foul trouble in the tournament, I'm gonna be so scared because the the way our defense plays when he's in is insane. It's crazy. Like we go in those stretches where they can't score. I tweeted this. Are Marcus and Doke number one and number two best defensive players in the country? Who else is really good this year at defense, player-wise? I mean, I'm I'm sure someone for Virginia. <laughs> um, I don't know. I haven't really heard. I that. I'm sure someone from Virginia. That's so Go true, with, though. Uh, Kihei Clark. <laughs> or Braxton Key. The, the guy that looks like Cisco. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it is fun. Just, I just, just knowing that we can play that ugly and win. Yeah, I get nervous about Doke, man, because I feel like, like you guys were saying earlier, Dave's so clumsy. So when <laughs> yeah. when Doke gets in foul trouble and you have to bring in Dave, and even tonight, freaking Tristan came in, turned oh, it over. Boy. Miss both free throws. Oh boy! Oh, he's just Doke's such a big. Obviously, he's a huge presence down. Like he doesn't. I feel like Doke doesn't really like bite for pump fakes. He'll he blocked a lot of shots late too. Like he had a huge stretch himself and was throwing up the Matumbo. Oh yeah, well, he's... Him is his fouls are just so stupid. All of them, and they may be like 50-50 calls. But just be smart. Like don't jump over someone for a rebound. Like you learn that when you're six years old. Like, yeah, you've always been the tallest person on the court. Just don't jump over, and it's, don't throw so forearm. Don't throw a forearm into a guy's back. Like, what is that doing for you? It's just <laughs> uh. he would yeah. fit in perfectly at Iowa State in the student section. He's never committed a foul, according to him. <laughs> he, he just never, I, never once. He's I've made him. this. I've made this joke before, but I'm like convinced Udoka has no idea he only gets five fouls per game like i just think he, he just thinks the coaches get mad when he fouls but i don't think he realizes he's going to the bench because he only has a certain amount he can do because he'll come right back out and just foul the shit out of somebody like he's gotten better but it's still sometimes i'm like does this man realize the rules of basketball like um, he's, he's just such an adorable little guy or not a little guy he's just yeah, adorable small little dude oh, you're, you're man. As a little yeah. Little Sometimes I want to shake it. I can't, when he was swatting those balls out of bounds, I just couldn't help but think of Bill Walton. Udoka, <laughs> I know you're born in Africa, and your dad died, but keep the ball in bounds. God, I can't believe he said that. <laughs> what an absolute outrageous quote. He is. Oh, man. We need Bill on another game. I doubt we get him the rest of the year, will we? No, <laughs> we're done with him. Unless he's yeah. calling the NCAA tournament, which I hope. 
That would be illegal. And with Jim Nance, what would Jim Nance do to him? <laughs> Call the cops. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Did you hear him talking about Trojan condoms the other night? Yeah. Yeah. God. Yes. Legend. He's the best. All right. So that was a big win, and now how are we feeling about winning the Big Twelve, boys? Yeah, we talked about when did we get on the pod last? Uh, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, I think we. I feel like all three of us said if we just win this one that we have a really good shot because first off we don't see us getting swept by Baylor. We've hardly lost to Scott Drew since he's been there, and then West. I mean, you have to say that West Virginia is the toughest game we play all Big Twelve schedule because we've lost five of the last six there. It's just always the toughest environment. The travel there sucks, and then they just usually play like shit. So. I, I'll say the biggest thing this win tonight did for us is I think we can now lose to Baylor and still tie for the league, right? Like, they I could mean, easily lose two games. There's been so many nights where Baylor's almost lost to not very good teams, too. Like, they're so due to slip up. It just hasn't happened. Do they play at Westfall this weekend, A.B.? Um, yeah, yes. I think they do. On ESPN Plus, yeah, they were advertising. I love the top three teams in the league being on ESPN Plus for all their big games. Yeah, Great. <laughs> There's nothing like it, really. Uh, also, I think I brought this up last time where I said if we win tonight, did we essentially clinch a one seed? I think we're getting close. Like, it's probably aggressive yeah. to set with how much could still happen. But, like, if things just go as you'd expect them to go, even if we lose at Baylor or lose at Tech, like, I still think we're probably getting a one seed. I yeah, just don't know who's going to, like, hop us that's on the two-line right now. Like, Duke yeah. is the only one that might, but the other one-seeds are, like, one loss away from dropping, and we could probably afford a loss or two. Because, like, like, isn't if it... San Diego State loses once, there are two. By now, you've probably heard all about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. You might even already be investing in them. But did you know that you could invest in cryptocurrencies through your retirement account? That's right. With iTrust Capital, you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies from a crypto IRA and get all the same tax advantages as a traditional IRA. The iTrust Capital platform is easy to use, and it only takes a few minutes to create your account. Setting up an IRA is free, and iTrust's fees are low. It's time to start taking control of your financial future. With iTrust Capital, you can get all the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal, investment, or tax professional. Two, maybe a three seed. Like, that's all it takes for them. Yeah, isn't our strength of schedule and all that shit just out, like, through the roof? Without the ass, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, and that's what the committee just loves. And yeah. what, tonight, what would you, would you say that, I know Dayton was a huge win, but... That's got to be our first or second biggest win this year, right? Probably. Uh, I would, Yeah, I mean, like I said last pod, like all of the big-time games we've had, it feels like we've lost or haven't played well. Um, so, I mean, I, our defense obviously played well tonight, and we won. So, yeah, I'd put it up there in the best one. I, I have, more than Dayton, probably. I have news. Other uh, plays West Virginia at Baylor on Saturday. They play West Virginia the last game of the year at West Virginia. We forgot about that. The last day of the year That's in Big huge. 12 is 
to be Banana Land. And we play at that. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Wait, so what is Westwell in the conference right now, then? Six and five? They're about to be six and six in the Big 12. <laughs> yeah, and that's a while. They're 14th in the country. Yeah, and, and, and I don't know if we're talking that good this year. I, yeah, I just I they haven't like, played Baylor at all. Who the hell have they lost to? Uh, K State beat them. It's oh just wild. God. They're already six and five. They haven't played Baylor once. I forgot K State beat them. Well, the bottom half of the conference is not good. I would say really bad, to be frank. <laughs> I just they lo- they they got shit pumped by OU too. So West Virginia might just stink. <laughs> they just lost. Stop, yeah, they're gonna lose three in a row. I hate to see maybe it. Maybe we should stop celebrating. Or, or does that make you feel better about them upsetting Baylor Saturday? I guess, but if Baylor can almost lose to Okie State twice, then I think they can lose to anyone. And it'll just be such an ugly game, like in the fifties, where I feel like anything can happen. But the problem is, Baylor has Jared Butler who can go get a bucket. I literally don't know who West Virginia has that can go get them a basket late in the game. They just don't scare me at all. No. Ryan, I have a question for you. It's very important. Mm -hmm. How happy are you when people bring up the, there's no, like college basketball stinks this year. Everyone sucks. Um, You know, there's no front runner. Everyone's on the same level. It's top. How how happy does that make you when you hear that kind of. uh, Do you guys think I'm wrong? Do you guys think I'm wrong when I say like, look, I like, I feel like from, Maybe seven to twenty-five. Everyone is very even, but I think one through four, and even maybe one through seven, six. There's a lot of really freaking good teams. The top four hasn't changed in like a month. Oh yeah, no. It's, can I tell you this stat that you guys might want to be here? Pretty. Good. Yeah. Why do you always walk around your house while we Skype? I don't get I it. Just I don't like sitting. I just. We just want a big game, and I'm supposed to sit in a chair and talk for fucking an hour. No, thank you. I'm laying. <laughs> Um, okay, no, I was looking at, you know, you guys know how I love Ken Palm. I'd probably marry the guy. But the difference between us and Gonzaga, who's number two right now, is the same difference as between Gonzaga and number seven. So, like, Ken Palm thinks, like, we're the best team in the country by far, and then it's, like, everyone else under that. He loves us. Yeah, he loves with a capital L. So he goes, us one, Gonzaga two is Baylor three? Duke three, San Diego State four, Baylor five. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like I just feel like I think there's maybe six teams I get to be winning it all. Maybe five: KU, Baylor, Gonzaga. I don't think San Diego State could win it all. I don't either. Uh, Duke, I probably could see winning it all. I'm telling you, man. I know we played Dayton, but they have they might have the best player in the tournament. Yeah, Dayton's going to be good. good. Like, like, they're just good. <laughs> they are. Like they're, they're good. I, mean, they're, I know it's Dayton, but if it was those same players wearing Kentucky jerseys, we'd be drooling over them. The thing that I wonder is, is Anthony Grant that good of a coach? I think he's good enough. He's been at like, big I programs. Did... He's coached in big games. Like, Yeah, like yeah. he was at Bama and shit, right? Yeah. I just don't like the experience. You before that, I think. Yeah. What do you guys think about a future on Kentucky to win it all? You, I knew you loved Kentucky. You Dude, something Kentucky about wins. Kentucky, 
I'm I don't I don't want them to do well, but I just kind of think they have the chance. They've got a really good point yeah. guard. They've got a re- Emmanuel Quickly's all of a sudden gotten good. Tyrese Maxey's really good, and then Nick Richards has finally figured it out. So to me, I'm like, damn. If they start to click in March, I can see them winning it all. So yeah. just wondering, just wondering if maybe a little future sprinkle. What kind of value can you get on it? I don't know. I feel like they're like plus seventeen hundred. Maybe that might be too high. I still. Richards. Richards has turned into a beast. I know. I didn't. I thought he was gonna have to leave the program at one point. Oh, like last yeah. year, There's many bad things about that man on this pod. They, <laughs> um, yeah, and then freaking Hagens. That's probably a guy we didn't talk about for best defender. He's pretty nasty. Maxie's probably a lottery pick. Quickly's been really good. Dude, yeah, Kentucky's twenty-five to one at this thing I'm looking at right now. I mean, yeah, if you're getting 45 to 1 on them, I don't hate that. Are you looking for the best selection of KU basketball tickets? Check out our friends over at Tickets for Less. They have the best tickets for every game, whether it's Allen Fieldhouse, at the Sprint Center, or on the road. Plus, as an added bonus to our listeners, you can use promo code AINTNOSEATS5 at checkout for even more savings on your KU tickets at ticketsforless.com. Hey, if you're a KSU fan, you can buy them from Tickets for Less, too. Um, Unlike other sites, Tickets for Less does not charge taxes or service fees, meaning that the price you see is the price you pay. Tickets for Less is also the official ticket marketplace of the Big 12 Conference, meaning they're your go-to source for the Big 12 tournament tickets coming up in Kansas City. So, like we said, use promo code AINTNOSEATS5, get that discount, buy your tickets if you're going to the Big 12 tournament or you want to go to the NCAA tournament or just Allen Fieldhouse, buy your tickets through Tickets for Less, use AINTNOSEATS5. How about Bill looking like a snack in the black pullover? <laughs> He's a stud. Yes, he is. Uh, Do you guys think there was a fight at the end of the game with him and Huggy? I don't. I that know. was get on Twitter and see see if there's anything on it. It just looked it different. It didn't look like their normal friendly conversation. It looks like like Huggins kind of like wanted to keep the <laughs> conversation going. It looked like he was mad that Bill was kind of like walking away after they talked for a few seconds. Yeah, it was really weird to see. I don't know what the hell happened. But it, Huggy that, has to have anger problems. I mean, we whoop his ass all the time. He's got to be sick of it. Um, in the Big 12 tournament, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We play OU Saturday, which what is, what's the line, A.B.? Uh, we're 14-point favorites. Yeah. I mean. We're going to, yeah, we're going to kill these bottom half teams. But Oklahoma's got, like, like they kind of need a big resume win to, like, yeah. stamp them into the tournament. They're kind of floating on the bubble right now, so. I guess that's the only thing I could think of that would maybe be upset material. But no, there's, we're not going to lose Oklahoma at home this year. Yeah, that Westfall win for them was big for their tournament. Um, but yeah. I I don't see us covering 14. If we're doing gambling, I guess we can. I, I, I don't think we cover 14. I think we win comfortably. But 14's a lot. Yeah, I'd take OU too. Do you have a total? Yeah, it's 134. Oh, wow, that's the same as today. What I time is like... that on Saturday? It's 11 a.m. EU, Oklahoma yeah. in the under. I know. I gave up my season <laughs> ticket because I'm a nice guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just, it's hard. Like, look, I'm gonna say this now before I get caught up. I don't know when I'm going to be back in full KU basketball mode as far as like going insane during games. I'm still on the Super Bowl high, so I'm kind of fine playing like this. Like obviously tonight was big, 
But these clunker games like Saturday and then Monday coming around, like I just probably I'll watch them. I'll talk about them, but I'm not going to like actively cry and scream over them if we get a call like wrong. You know what I mean? There's something about this team that like, I mean, obviously I'm very into it, but I, I value KU far more than I do like the Chiefs. But like. There's just something about this team that doesn't have that same element of, like, a Devontae or a Josh Jackson or a Frank that, like, I know Dot's really good, but those guys were just, like, different. I don't know how to explain it, but this team just does it in, like, such a boring way that it's harder to get super excited. Yeah. I know. It's like, even when we're down, like, 8 or 10, I know we don't have the scores, but our defense just gets us back in it. Like, we'll get, like... We won't give up a field goal for like four or five minutes, and then we'll get steals that lead to layups or buckets, whatever. But mm. we're just always in it. Like, there's not a team in the country that scares me. Like, who would scare you guys if you could pick one team? I in mean, the whole I, country. Think, I think Dayton and Indianapolis is pretty damn terrifying if we got them as our two seed. I'm almost hoping San Diego State loses and Dayton sneaks up to a one line, but. How good know. was our offense against Dayton? I know, like that—that's kind of what scares me. Is like we played our damn best game, but also we didn't play good defensively. So shit, honestly, us and Dayton might just be the two best teams in the country. The more I think about that game in Maui, like was that just a preview of the national title game? That game was so. so awesome. So yeah. fun. Yeah, I don't know. Diego scares me down the line. Obviously, it'd be a while, and if we play them, it's probably a successful season, anyways. But their offense is so goddamn good. I'd say Dayton scares me. I'd say Gonzaga scares me. I think Duke. I think Duke. You just kind of always have to be scared of. But man, I don't know. Outside of I'll that, say this Baylor. I know it's Baylor and Scott Drew, but I mean they came into the field house and they beat us by twelve or whatever it was. They controlled the whole game. Like, and I know like Dot was hurt, and that obviously changed some things because I he, I think he was hurting before he even came out of the game. But yeah. like we kind of went on our run when Dotson was out. Like, we were down 16 or something and got it to five without him. Yeah, so Mark. Like, bunch of buckets. Yeah, so, like, Baylor, I know, like, in the past, they've kind of, like, been a joke or, like, fake good. Maybe they're just actually really good. They just don't lose games. Yeah. Like, I know Baylor, it's, like, off the like off the wall, but, I mean, they're number one for a reason. They just don't lose ever. Yeah, I think everyone's been kind of just saying that Scott Drew's not a good coach and they're just ready for them to slip up. And they, like when they got to that hot start in the Big 12 or whatever, everyone's like, oh, they're not going to win it. And now they're undefeated. And like they've, we've, didn't, we've talked about how many close games they've had lately too, but they have that number one team in the country target on them too. Like that's yeah. every number one team in the country has been losing this year and they've held on to it for weeks. Like they dominated at Florida. They yeah. have one loss with that schedule. Yeah, I mean, I think Baylor's really good. I just the way I kind of see Baylor losing in some like thriller Sweet Sixteen close game to like a a good four seed or something. But I don't know. They could yeah, definitely. Um. All right. I think I want to finish up by talking. Uh, Ku announced Marcus Morris is getting his jersey retired. I loved it. I loved Marcus Morris. He's one of my all-time favorite KU players to watch. I love him in the NBA. But a lot of people seem to be kind of mad about it. Uh, B-Tanner, I'll start with you. Where do you stand on Marcus Morris getting his jersey retired? I mean, I feel like if you win player of the year in the conference, in such a good conference, that you should get your jersey hung. 
I mean, that hasn't that kind of been the requirement forever? Like, if you're player of the year in the conference, you get up there? See, I don't think player of the year of the conference has guaranteed it, has it? Or Always. It, it was All-American. first American, Big 12, or Final Four player, or MOP or whatever, and then National Player of the Year, obviously. And I think Bill has kind of made it so if you won Big 12 Player of the Year, you're in. And I... I think that bothers people, but I agree. I think Marcus was the best player on one of the best teams I've ever seen at KU. And he, I mean, I don't know. Marcus was just good and super efficient, so fun to watch. Him and Markeith together their junior year was just insane. I, I just don't get why people are so weird about jerseys being hung up. But, I don't know, AB, where do you stand on it? Like, I agree with you guys that I think he should be up there, but I think it's bigger than just if he was good enough or not. Like, NBA success-wise with self, we haven't had a whole heck of a lot, but Marcus has been, like, a solid contributor for a decade. So, like, bringing kids in that, like, the Clippers now, they can be like, oh, Marcus Morris, you know, like, first score off the bench for the team that might win the finals. Yeah, he's up on our rafters. Like, I wouldn't surprise me if they do the same for Wiggins and Embiid. At least Embiid, to me, Embiid's like a superstar in the league. Like, if you can go in your building on, like, for recruits, like, say, hey, like, I know other coaches are going to say we don't put talent in the NBA, but those are, like, three guys in the NBA right now that are, like, being super successful and they were lottery picks for us. So, like, yeah, I feel like that's more what it is than are they good enough or not. But I think Marcus was good enough. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Wiggins and Embiid. I, I don't think Wiggins, but Embiid definitely will get in the Raptors when it's all said and done. Because how do you not put it Hall? Of, like he's probably going to make the Hall of Fame in the NBA if he stays healthy. And how do you not put that guy up in the Raptors? Like you said, for recruiting purposes, there's going to be some big, big guy from Africa in 20 years that comes on a recruiting visit and has loved Joel Embiid his whole career and is going to be like, whoa, this that guy went here? Like, you have to do that type of stuff. So uh, yeah. Wiggins would cause quite the meltdown in the fan base. I don't know about Embiid. But, uh, I want to say, like, all right, I want to say five names, and I want you guys to just say yes or no to them going in the Raptors. Hold on. My connection's getting poor real quick. Go. Come on. All right, here we go. All right, name number one, A.B., I'll start with you, Keith Langford. Yes. B-turn? That's all I'm yes. going to say, yes. I think so, he was pretty much a four-year starter, played in the national championship, played in another Final Four. He's, I like, know. toward the top in scoring list and everything, too. It's kind of crazy he's not up there. I don't really know why he's not. Like, if Mook got on there, I feel like Keith should get up there. I agree. Um, all right, number two, Tyshawn Taylor. He turned. Yes, for our guy. I gotta mean, say, for the friend of the pop. I tweeted it yesterday, and I know it doesn't mean everything, but I can't even really think of the last four-year starter at KU. And, like, I, I'd have to go over it, but he lost an absurd amount. Like, I don't even know how many games he lost, but. Yeah. I'd have to look that up, but yeah, he just played the national like title seven game. conference games, right? Yeah, he lost like seven or nine conference games, just insane. Yeah, and then he was on that freaking Northern Iowa team that probably lost what three games. Yep, Northern and Iowa and BCU both lost three games that year. 
and he started every single year and then his most important year where he actually went off he took us to a title game and yeah he season he was unreal i just i don't know obviously not not like he doesn't have the numbers that some of our point guards have had lately that'll get up there but Second team All American and was probably the best point guard in the Big Twelve that second like his senior year. So, uh, yeah, I think those two are interesting. I'm trying to think who else was coming to mind. I mean, I think we all agree T. Rob will probably be next after Marcus. Um, That'll be a fun day. Devonte and Frank are locks. Is with does, Perry. See, I I don't think I I'd say probably no to Perry. I mean, he started three years. He contributed his freshman year. I mean, everyone's a Final Four, I guess. And was he ever all? I don't think he was ever all American, was he? Exactly. Like, I don't see if you're giving it to Perry. I mean, you're strictly giving it to him, I think, because he's a Kansas guy and he did have a great career. And I loved Perry, but not being an All American or not being a, he might have been second team, his second or third team his senior year. I mean, he was really good his senior year, but here's the thing Perry, really good his senior year, still put up like, similar numbers to like Wiggins or like Josh Jackson and stuff like that. So, which obviously if those guys stuck around a few years, they'd be up there, but uh, I don't know. Perry's interesting. I'd probably say no B turn. What would you say? That's a really tough one. I feel like, I don't I feel like if he got up there, then you'd have to start making the case for like a bunch of other people that did it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, uh, what about Jeff, Jeff Withy? I feel like since Cole got up there, I think Jeff could. But what Cole got up there for how, – how come he got up there again? He had some – was it because he was an academic first-team All-American? Or am I saying that wrong? For some reason, That's I thought that I played thought a part. Was. I thought that played a part, something like that. It could have could be, but, like, wasn't Tyro Reed an academic <laughs> All-American? I don't think he's getting to the Raptors. I don't I know. Jeff probably had – I don't know. Jeff's senior year, he probably – I don't know what he averaged, but he probably had just as good of a year as Cole. Like, Jeff – and then Jeff had one of the best NCAA tournaments ever defensively. I'd say – I'll be honest. I'll just say no. I'd say no to Jeff with the – like, yeah, I don't know. I keep forgetting. His senior year, he was insane at times. But I just, I just, I just never – see with the up in the Raptors. Like, I can't picture it. I just never felt like Jeff Withey could take a game over. I mean, I guess he did take games over defensively. But when I think of, like, Raptors, I think of guys that you could just, like, give the ball to and they could take over a game. Like, think about all those dudes up there. Frank. Or Frank and Devontae will be up there. Marcus could do that. Uh, Sharon could do that. Like, all these recent guys. I guess Cole Aldridge wasn't. But I don't know. I would say no to yeah, Jeff. Jeff's, uh, Jeff's senior year, he averaged 14, 9, and 4 blocks. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I mean, if you're saying that, then aren't you saying Udoka should probably be retired too? Like, I don't know. It's just like, and as yeah. of now, say we're uh, probably not Udoka. Jeff was two-time Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, two-time All-Big 12, Consensus All-American, two-time Big 12 All-Defense, Big 12 Tournament MVP. That's yeah. not bad. The Defensive it's, Player of the Year is pretty crazy. Yeah, and I think Bill, I don't know, Bill seems to kind of be more leaning on or at least want more guys up there than I think others have in the past. But I think before anybody else goes up, we got to get Keith Langford up there. 
Yeah, I wonder why he's not. Like, what more did he have to prove to get up in the Raptors? I don't know. It's just kind of weird. He was never, like, the best player on a team. Yeah, he played on such good teams. Like, he'd always but, be a Simeon or Carlos yeah. Heinrich. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's interesting. I just thought KU Twitter was quite insufferable during the week when the Marcus news came out. Like, to, to waste your energy being like, no way should Marcus be put up there. Like, what? He was way too good to act like that's a really controversial opinion. I wish they'd put up Keith too, just because, like, I don't know. But obviously, I don't think Marquise getting up there. Well, I think it was kind of stupid how everyone was saying, well, like, everyone gets up there these days. But, like, I don't think there's anyone that I would complain about that's gotten up there recently. I know. So, I, think, I honestly think people complained about Cole Aldridge. Yeah, which, I, do you guys think he should have got up there? I don't know. He uh, won a title and he made like a significant play in that Final Four game. And then he <laughs> super good his senior year or junior year. Yeah, yeah sophomore year too. Yeah, lottery pick too, right? Yeah. So I don't know. Again, like I don't think it's worth wasting energy to be like, no, Cole should not be there. Like, yeah. I, think, I think every guy that's been put up there, like, there's a very strong argument for them being up there. So it's like, man, I'm not gonna really throw a fit about it. If we start throwing up freaking Travis Relliford, I might get a little concerned. I love Travis Relliford, but he probably doesn't belong in the Raptors. So, um, I just don't get how KU fans could complain. Like, these are dudes you watched for three, four years and loved. Like, I guess I understand if Mizzou fans, like CDOT, question it, but yeah, how could you be mad about it? Like, it's kind of a celebration thing. You go to Allen, get all emotional. Like, I'm sure... The day T-Rob gets announced, I, there's going to be a lot of people crying and shit. Yeah, forever. That'll be a great day. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I uh, just want to bring that up, but I don't really have uh, much else when it comes to that. You guys got anything else you want to talk about? No, not really. We're really We've got to talk about Bill getting the 700 wins. You kind of missed that. But, I mean, shout out to Bill, obviously. We just we just know he's the GOAT, and we expect great things. So when he does this stuff, we're just like, yeah. Yeah, just second, day. second fastest to 700. Yeah. Yeah, I've been saying this, like, since he started racking up these, like, 100, like, every 100 or whatever. But, like, if he coaches long enough, like, as long as, like, some of these other old bags have been coaching, like, he could definitely <laughs> hold some records when he's all said and done. He won 30 games a year, like – what, how old is he? Fifty six. Like he, if he has twenty years left in him, like he could rack up some like, massive numbers. <laughs> yeah, and but, it's crazy too. Like he's got a lot of wins at like Tulsa and Oral Roberts. Yeah, yeah. Like, He's been at a huge program his whole career. He's been here for what, fifteen, sixteen years. Yeah. Problem is, Coach K just won't freaking stop coaching that freaking robot fraud. He's Trash human. I have a question for you guys. Toss up. Will the will the Kansas basketball Jayhawks have to celebrate win number seven hundred a second time? <laughs> Honest question. Uh, negative, but like, it'd be funny. I don't think we would, but yeah, I guess it's certainly possible. I mean, like, I'm sure like vacating some wins are probably a possibility. I don't know what's gonna happen. I haven't heard much about the FBI stuff in months, but like, I would if they're gonna like strip anything, then I'm assuming wins will come off of that. But I don't know. I mean, you'd have to think we're gonna get 
12 to 15 to maybe 12 to 20 more wins this season, right? Potentially. So 20, he's going to have a cushion. 20 is not outlandish, is it? We play, we've got eight conference or seven foreign conference, three in the big tournament. Okay, whatever. 16 is probably the max. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, wait, we have 20 games left? Possible? (laughs) You know what we we should do? Well, it takes away from the wins that he'd be racking up. We could just, like, lose the rest of our games and then, like, play in the play-in game of the Big 12 and then get, like, an 11 seed and play on the first four nights so we could add two more possibilities for wins for him. Yeah, let's not do that. (laughs) What did you say? What did you say? We should lose know. out so we could play two more games, like play the play-in game in the Big 12 and then play in the tournament. His theory, his theory for Bill Self to win more games was to lose more games. Like, chill out, <laughs> Asselback. <laughs> wow. Boy. What a, I can see what Bill big. getting us to a play-in game and we end up fucking the table. That would yes. be... Yeah. What about, what if we could just play in, like, multiple postseason tournaments? That would be fun. Just we little... could just play in, like, the CBI, the NIT. Yeah. Who are we, the Kansas Plowboys playing in every youth baseball tournament going around? <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, I want Bill to win as many games as possible. I Thanks, Ryan. Listeners, um, I want our That's listeners our, yeah, to know yeah. that we were down 39-32 with 15-11 left and gave up 10 points. <laughs> That is good. The craziest shit, too, is how, like, everyone probably knows now that we gave up three points in the final nine minutes. But how many times do you see, like, a team up late and college basketball teams are just getting layups or hitting threes and scoring late and extending the game? And, like, they couldn't make a shot. Like, they couldn't get to the rim. They they couldn't take care of the ball. They couldn't make a shot. That's just three points in nine minutes. (laughs) <laughs> and if they did get to the rim, Doke would volleyball spike the shit out of it into the twelfth row. So no, no. yeah, no, no. Did you um, see he was like walking to the bench tonight, like arguing about a foul, like always. That's bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> that's bullshit. You could just see his. Vo- it was just so funny. Amy's yeah. so right. You don't just never thinks he's ever committed a foul in his life, and I love it. Oh. How bad was Culver at that tonight? He'd just give the stank look. Yeah. That ain't no foul. I thought he was going to get a technical. I wanted it. Three points in nine minutes. <laughs> Three. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nine minutes. That is hilarious, especially since, like, yeah, I mean, like you said, teams normally just pile up points late in the game when they're down, like, seven or nine, like, get a fluky layup at the end or something. They just couldn't even get that. So, yeah. Um, all right, we got anything else? I don't think so. Alan told me I need to stop saying, "Do we have anything else when we end this show?" Because then we just Good start job. talking about pointless shit. So sorry, Alan. But it twice. Uh, uh, <laughs> he was right. We did exactly what we always do. But it was good conversation. I think that's it. The Hawks have OU on Saturday. Baylor yes. plays West Virginia Saturday. Could be a big day in the old Big Twelve standing. So would be cool if Baylor dropped one. I wouldn't hate it. Would Let's start a new it. streak. Let's do it. 19th uh, straight. <laughs> yep. All right, boys. All right, As boys. always, it's, it's been a pleasure. We'll see you.
uh, rock shot. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is older, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze. Country roads, take me home to the place I belong, West Virginia.
everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.